gentlemen, welcome to the Friday Wrap-Up with Greg Campbell, Paul Stevenson, and David Warren. Get the latest of what's going on in Ottawa when it comes to real estate, mortgages, and whatever else they want to talk about. Have a coffee, some laughs, and learn something new each Friday at 10 a.m. <laughs> Happy Friday! <laughs> We, uh, we were just having an epic conversation off air. Uh, my name is uh, Paul Stevenson. And, uh, oh, hold on. And I have uh, the music still going in the background. Sir, my name is Paul Stevenson, and this is the Friday Wrap-Up. <laughs> I'm here with uh, my uh, esteemed colleagues, David Warren, Greg Campbell. David is my business partner at Referral Mortgages, and Greg Campbell is a partner at Blue Panda. Gentlemen, how was the week? Amazing. Well, it's shaking, everybody. That was amazing. Good, good week. I'm looking good at some. Week. I'm looking at some numbers here, Paul. Keep going. Okay. It was amazing. Yeah. David, did you have an amazing week? It was a good week. It's a nice little stressful week, as always. I don't think there's one that isn't. Uh, but you know, it's Friday here. Some of the hurt, some of the humps are uh, we're over a couple of humps, and uh, you know, dipped and dodged a few issues, and uh, you know, it's all good. Sunny out. Going in, going into the weekend, like whoa. Like, whoa. Like, wow. <laughs> I was just playing Black Rob this week. Funny. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, pretty wild week in real estate, as usual. Um, things are just crazy. I mean, uh, rates, have, <laughs> rates have gone up slightly, but the home market itself is insane. I just uh, I was just actually at a diner uh, having breakfast this morning and was talking to this old couple who owns a place off of Carp Road. And they said they've been there for uh, 35 years. They have three acres of land and they had absolutely, they're like, well, we're, we're considering maybe selling at some point. And I just said, I'm like, you are sitting on a goddamn gold mine right now. Yeah. Uh, three acres off carp road, probably sell it to a developer for a few million easily, you know? Yeah. So I might have a lead for you, Greg. Did you get their name? Sounds That's what good. I was going to say. You obviously yeah. have their name and uh, digits. <laughs> I have their name. I have their general area of residence. I might just go knock door knocking. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I mean, let's let's get right into this. Cardell Homes. Cardell Homes. Yeah. So crazy article. Stephen, maybe bring that up there. So this is uh, something new. So Cardell, who's obviously. A fairly reputable builder here in Ottawa. And uh, I'm assuming they, they build outside of Ottawa. Maybe Greg, do you know that? Or are they part of Yeah. I mean, they're it's, it's Ottawa surrounding um, yeah. great builder, reputable. They just did a big, uh, they had a big development in Richmond. Actually. They're one of the first guys, first new developers to get into Richmond. So we, we talked about this mm -hmm. recently. How are they going to deal? You know, we were talking about how people are kind of going into raffles or lotteries for, for new builds. Cardell is doing something now where they're actually, they've actually created an online auction. So very similar to, you know, having an auctioneer. I think it actually says uh, in the article, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it just to make sure I say it verbatim. Um, new construction is a business. And if the customer demand is there, the business objective part of it is to get as much money as possible, which is true. Um, but now I think builders are starting, well, at least in this case, are seeing themselves as, like a listing realtor and they want to get the most they can for that, for that property. And I mean, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but what are your, what are your thoughts on this, Greg, as far as, I mean, it is something new that they're trying out and how do you think this works out for, for buyers? This is my, my prediction. I have a big prediction and opinion on all this. So, you know, what we've been seeing is you know, what we spoke about before is the lottery system, right? So 
Um, you know, I, I was in it last week, right after we got off the phone, the whole thing with, uh, uniform homes, mm-hmm. you know, they, they have a, they have a launch coming and opposed as opposed to having, you know, 25, 50 homes like they used to at once, you know, like with the bigger ones like Minto, um, you know, now they're releasing like four at a time. So because the demand is so high, they put out four lots, you submit your email and your name, uh, as soon as it opens. And then they, if they don't get back to you, you that means you don't get it. But so they just go through whatever ones they choose randomly. They reach out to that person. If it all gets approved, then that person gets the lot. So my guess is that with the way that the market is, I'm going to guess there was like 500 plus people, uh, mm-hmm. you know, submitting for that. And now with which sucks for buyers, because it's like, you know, if you want new people keep coming to me, they're like, Oh, I don't think I'm going to do resale. I'm going to go new. And then I explain this to them. Then they're just like, fuck that. And I'm like, well, yeah, I go, your odds are one in 500. Whereas in, if you're bidding on a house locally, uh, well, I mean, it's all local, but if you're bidding on a house, you might be like one against two, one against five, one against 10. I mean, it's better. You've got better odds than one in 500 or one, even in a hundred, one, yeah. even in 50. Um, the whole thing with the auction is, and they're talking about bringing that system actually to resale as well, where you just bid and then the good thing about it is the transparency. So you bid and if someone bids, like let's, let's say it's listed at 750 or the bids start at 750, someone goes 750, someone goes 800. If you know that you only have 775, then you're just like, peace, I'm, I'm out of the, out of the game. Right. Mm-hmm. So in that respect, it's cool. Cause it's less stress, but at the same time, like how high can this go? Like how high can this go? And, and what does it do to the system? I was reading something else where it was saying that if the prices keep going up as high as they do, the, the, I mean, you guys got to tell me about this, but the bank of Canada or however the rates work, they're saying that they could just go all the way back up to what they did in the eighties. Like you could start seeing like 10% plus because of the irresponsibility of, of buying and, and, and prices. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, with that, uh, to that point on rates, I mean, that's, that's something where they, you know, monitor, uh, key inflationary rates and, and look at the Bank of Canada prime lending rate, the overnight rate, and we'll adjust that, uh, which affects variable rates. Um, the bond market is what affects fixed. I don't, I don't ever think we'll be, we'll ever see anywhere near the 10% mark, um, because, the Bank of Canada and the, and the government cannot have rates soar to that level because the whole economy will flat, like just completely flatline, and and that won't, you know, that won't that won't serve anybody. Um, and so we'll be in a, a whole world of hurt if that were to happen. Right. I, it's it's. I find it certainly interesting with the uh, with the auction, and I don't. I mean, like you said, Greg, I mean, there's, there is that transparency that's there uh, because you know what others are bidding and you can decide whether to bid as opposed to just the blind, you know, you've got three other bids. One might be 5,000 over and you're going 150 and you've wasted $145,000 on that bidding over because you don't know what anyone else is at. I don't, I mean, I think the, I think that Cardell Holmes idea last week, uh, where they're releasing four at a time, they probably have 20 available. They're just doing four so they can just raise the price on the next four. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do that the next, the following week or whatever. They're basically doing it almost the exact same, just, um, you know, kind of without that auction style. I don't know. I don't know what to think of it. I think it's, I think it's a little, I, I feel bad for buyers. <laughs> That's all I can really get at. The fact that like all this is happening with, you know, the tight market and them thrown in this auction, like, so they said they had four townhomes that were released and they had 73 qualified buyers. So the, basically the, the way that it worked and I'll just, uh, 
you know, I'll just, I'll just for, read that it was to for make which? sure. That was uniform or Cardell? This is Cardell. It says the three okay, homes good. available uh, have a, well, this is, I guess they saying there was four, but the three that are available have a minimum opening bid that ranged from 765,000 to 833,000. So the bidding opened at noon this past Tuesday. Uh, and they said they'd already seen uh, offers flood in. So, you know, four, four townhomes, 73 buyers. And, and to be qualified, you have to give a $1,000 deposit, which you do get back if, if you're not the successful buyer. Uh, and um, Tanya Buckley, who is a VP of sales and marketing at Cardell, uh, says that, you know, you can buy a car online. Why can't we buy a house online? <laughs> uh, one perspective. That's one perspective. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it, I mean, when you have a lack of supply, you know, if you, if everyone needs water and you got four jugs of water and you don't have enough water for everyone, I mean, you're the water dealer, you got, you know, you're going to obviously, if you want, if you're in, yeah. if you're in a, a capital market, like we are, you're going to try to make as much money for your product as you can. And if they have four homes and 73 buyers, I mean, that's supply and demand. That's just how the economy works. I mean, that's, uh, it's like anything, it. any, any conscious business is going to do that. If, if, if you're selling a product and there's a huge demand for it, why wouldn't you try to get top dollar? I'm just saying, I'm just being devil's advocate. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it definitely sucks for buyers. Um, but it's a matter of like, there isn't enough supply. The supply is the issue, right? It's not necessarily the builder. That's the problem. Um, if they had 73 homes and they were only listing four. Then we might have a discussion around, well, this is, you know, they're kind of colluding and they're, you know, they're, they're kind of holding a monopoly of the product that they have. But in this case, they only had four homes. So what is a fair way to give those four homes to 73 buyers? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, I think it's an evolution. It's an evolution of the market. I don't know if it's been done in other areas of Canada, but um, yeah, I mean, we'll kind of, I guess we'll see. I mean, it's clearly there's 73 buyers that were, okay with with submitting an offer on this um mm -hmm. i guess the time will tell whether it's uh you know whether it has any long-term sustainability um can't really blame them like you said paul for trying something different uh or trying something new and kind of cap trying to capitalize on the the market because i think for them as well and one thing that people also don't realize and, and something that maybe cardell's trying to do with this is that these builders that signed purchase agreements two years ago or three years ago for product to be released this year, they went through like shortages of materials and all that through the past year where prices of materials skyrocketed. So their, mm -hmm. their profit margins were completely decimated uh, for anything they signed two years ago. So I think this is also possibly a way that they're looking and saying, okay, well, if we do this, we can maybe make up some of that margin that we lost as well over the past year. Uh, I spoke to a builder. I have, a, I have clients that are building uh, uh, 16, like four towns and two six units, and they signed the purchase agreement in 2019. We're, we're finishing off the build uh, in June. And, uh, and the, I talked to the builder and he said like this past year killed his margin on it, like that. He's, he's almost, you know, break even on it. Um, but at this point he's just keeping his trades busy and he's just gotta, he's gotta satisfy that purchase agreement and keep trucking along. Uh, so it's, I mean, you could have the best intentions as a builder and, and want to genuinely create spaces for people to live in with their families and have all the, like have your heart in the right place. But at the end of the day, like you said, like you can't, we can't, like if I'm the builder, I can't build homes fast enough for the demand and to keep being able to build, I need to be able to make sure that there is still a profit there so I can continue the model of building these homes. Otherwise 
we won't have any builders and then we're really up shit's Creek, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's all, it's tough. I mean, it is really shitty for, for buyers, but there's so many outside variables that, that are out of everyone's control that it's really difficult to, at least for the time being, um, it's hard to, to have a concrete solution. I think this is, you know, given the current market is, is fair, but for yourself, Greg, you know, question for you as a, as a real estate agent, real estate professional on new builds. I mean, you know, there's always value in, in working with a professional. I think I always tell anyone looking at new builds, still talk to a real estate agent because they, they're going to know the market. They're going to know what you should be paying. You know, you, you obviously can have worked with many builders before and know what sort of uh, extras and things can be, can be put in. But how do you feel like something like this, like an auction, like, do you think, or at least in your opinion, like what is kind of the, that intrinsic value of, of still working with a realtor and are builders now no longer wanting to work with realtors because of the fact that there's such a demand and they just say, well, we don't, we don't even need you. We'll just have buyers come right to us and, and we'll sell directly to them. Yeah. If, if like, to be honest, if I was a builder right now, I wouldn't be working with realtors. I'd come, I'd come back to us when they need us again. And that's, that happened in the past that happened in the past when we were getting paid peanuts or nothing, and then they needed us. And then they were offering up to 3.5%. You know, mm. I did some in, in past years where I got 4% for bringing a buyer, you know, mm. that was, that was great money for me, but they, they needed us. Right. And then at the time, you know, the shift was, um, you, you know, c- c- uh, historically you make the most money if you buy new, right. When you, your, your equity and when you, when you resell, like historically, that's just how it works. Um, and you know, like right now, like why do they need us? And like, whenever I get a call to work on a new build, I'm like, Oh my God. So I, I get all the info, you know, um, I did one last or a couple months ago with rich craft. It was good. You know, my buddy brought me in, it was $1,500 paycheck when it's done. It'll be like 2022. So not nearly what it used to be. I was you know, thankful that he brought me in on the deal. Um, I think builders are just working with us now because they do understand that we may be working with a buyer for months and then they shift gears to say they want new. So I think it's more of a, uh, an acceptance. Like, you know what, you know, this agent might've been working with this person for a long time. Let's give them something for bringing them to us. But I mean, generally I'd just be like, see you later. If I was a builder, you know, it's just, it's like, a. I mean, I say that but it's not that easy, but, uh, you know, they don't, they really don't need us right now. Um, the only thing is that if you're a buyer out there and you're going on your own, there may be some things that you, you miss, uh, when you sign the paperwork or some questions that you don't ask. And that's the advantage that you have with working with a realtor and a builder, because we, we know the questions to ask and we know how to get the right answers. Uh, cause a lot of the time they just kind of, you know, <laughs> how can I say it? it's just kind of like a, yeah, it's just kind of like a, a cloud of information and you're just excited about, Oh, I'm buying a new house and it's costing this much money. And that's it. You're not thinking of all the little things. So, uh, you know, we, it's advantageous to work with a realtor for that, but otherwise, I don't know. I I like, I like the auction process coming into, um, resale though. I think that's a really good idea. I don't know what it looks like exactly. I don't think we're going to do a lot of the list the house for $1 type stuff, but, Mm. um, within reason it's good because it takes away the stress from the buyer not knowing if they're getting the house and then losing on like 10 homes back to back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I mean, Hey, it's where we are right now. Now is that now that auction idea for resale? Is that, um, cause there was talk of 
each like, and I, maybe it was a year or two ago of it coming in of the, um, that, that offers are, are transparent like that, that you actually know what pre- people are, what everyone's yeah. offering is, are, are you talking about an auction like that? Where you like, if there's yeah. 10 offers, everyone knows what the other offered. Exactly. Or, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know and if then you, you can like just kind of back, you just for, from from well there's yeah not with an, an auctioneer would be amazing they do that out east 50 50 50 50 50 yeah i don't know they actually do that out east they they actually for yeah for foreclosures and stuff like that they actually meet on the property and it's literally an auction like happy gilmore like fifth like 40 grand you're buying a house like on auction amazing yeah i know they do it in australia for breakfast I know it's a system in Australia. I don't know about the auctioneer, but yeah, I mean, and I don't know what it looks like. I don't know if you get to see all the offers and then kind of decide if you want to go up or not, uh, or if it's just you kind of, or you bid, but either way, I I know they've been talking about it in Ontario for the last couple of years. So I imagine it's going to happen. I mean, it's Ontario. It takes forever. So I mean, I would say years from now, I would suggest if you could even, even if you were to bid blindly as you do now, but after the fact, be able to see what the other bids were. At least that gives you a bit more information. And, and for yourself as a real estate agent, you know, moving forward, you can be a bit more accurate in your pricing, right? Like, I think just that transparency would actually... I don't want to know. I wouldn't want to know that. If I'm no. a buyer and I just, and I went 200 grand over asking or a hundred grand over asking, and then I find out after I bought it, that the closest bid was like 75 grand. Yeah, less. But then you learn, sure. you learn from I, that. And, that's and the knife to again. the gut. That's the knife to the gut. <laughs> so they, I mean, that's a good point. So maybe you don't see, um, you don't see everything, you know, you just, uh, you know that you're the winning bid. But um, I think, I think if you're no, I think if you know it where it's transparent through the whole process of what people, what the other offers are, then you don't have that same gut, but it's, I think it's where somebody bids so dramatically over and the next offer is so much lower that that is like, that would be crushing. Well, then, yeah. then you, then you got to have a chat with your real estate agent. That's some of the fuck they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's well, so uh, many different ways like of that, looking at it. I feel, yeah, I feel like that information is at least, like I said, valuable for the realtor, because then if you look at another home, at least you have more Intel to accurately price the home and put your offers in. So I just think as far as like balancing the market, it would be beneficial because then everybody's at least on the same page uh, and you don't have people bidding like a hundred thousand more just because they really want the house. You know, they can just, they can reflect on and hopefully that over time, like three months or so of that people would have a better understanding as to where the market actually is instead of just hearing these outliers that, you know, I think Greg, you talked about it, that people are paying 150,000 for asking, but the next closest bid is only like 75. So we're getting yeah. these like anomalies that are making headlines, but the more, the majority of offers are fairly reasonable or at least in and around the same price point. So at least if we could see that and it was transparent, nobody knew that there's just that one ridiculous outlier, then the information's on the table and people are better informed yeah. going into those discussions, you know? Yeah. I, I have, um, you got a, you got something there, Dave? No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. I, I was just going to say, um, I, uh, speaking of offers, multiple offers, uh, bully offers. I have a, I have a quick story, quick success story. Let's do it. Everyone. Tear it. So I met, I met these, uh, this, this, this is a great story. This is a great story. It may take a little longer, uh, but, but I have to share it cause it's amazing. So two years ago, I got a call. Someone had, uh, found my, my notebook, almost full notebook, uh, had my name inside and my number. If found, call me, right. Calls me, this guy calls me, got your notebook. And I'm like, no way. So I, I, uh, he leaves it in the mailbox 
I leave them a couple gift cards for Starbucks. Uh, there's like a tire track on my book. You know, it was in the parking lot. So anyways, I, you know, I leave them that and, and I keep in touch. She lives uh, in, on a street in Orleans, her and her, uh, her boyfriend. And uh, so I kept in touch. Every time something would come up on the street, I would send them the information. This just sold on your street. And we were just watching the prices go up over the last couple of years. And then so finally, a couple of weeks ago, um, I'm like, look, I'm like, this is where you're at right now. And she's like, holy shit. She's like, okay, well, if we can do that, then I'm going to go, I'm going to go talk to my bank. I'm like, all right, go ahead. So she goes, does her thing, comes back. She's like, yeah, I'm pre-approved. Uh, I'm pre-approved up to uh, 800,000. So I'm like, okay, that's good. Like at least she can actually afford to compete. Right. And she's mm-hmm. going to get about six for hers, I figure. So we start looking at homes and we, we, we only go out. We see a couple, we see one that sells for like uh, some stupid number, uh, way over what we could do. And we see another one and we're like, no, nah, the neighbors, there was like a beautiful home, but the, but the neighbors were there and it was like a big shit show kind of thing. And the guy was like, forget that. We already live beside that. Don't want it. I'm like, all right, cool. At least they know, they know what they want. Then this one comes up. And uh, I'm looking at it and it's, we, we go to see it. So uh, he can't make it. So we go see it with her and her mom. And I'm like, I'm like, this is a sick property, man. Like this is, and it was listed at 699. I'm like, this is a really nice four bedroom home, all new windows, super, super clean backs on the park. I'm like, this is good. And she's walking around with her mom and her mom's like, I love this house. So I'm like, okay, I'm worried that they're going to get an offer that day. And they're like, Scott needs to see it. Got to, got to wait. So we book the next day, can't come and see it, has to cancel. Finally, we get in the following day, get in, see the place in love. They're like, what do we do? I'm like, I'm like, they said they'll look at bully offers. I go, but for a bully offer, you're going to have to be at least a hundred thousand over. Cause I talked to the agent and they already had a, a bully offer under that. And then they didn't look at it. So I'm just being transparent. I'm like, that's what we're going to need to do. I know that's your max. I go, maybe we'll get lucky and no one else will submit because they'll think that we're going to spend 200,000 over because the last one that's similar sold for 200,000 over in Orleans. I'm like, I'm like, let's give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. So we submit, we submit at six o'clock on, uh, on, on the, in the evening and the irrevocable, we leave them until 12 o'clock the next day because I guess the owner was, uh, she was away and um, perception is not, not well cottage or whatever. And, uh, so, you know, the, the, the post goes out an hour after I submit professionally by the agent, we were in receipt of, of an offer, preemptive offer. We're going to deal with it. Irrevoc- yeah, please submit your offers by 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. We're just waiting, waiting, no other offers, no other offers come in, no notification. 11 o'clock comes around. I'm like, dude, he's like, you got it. <laughs> we got it. No one else wow. offered. And wow. he talked to three, he talked to three other agents during the process that said they were, they were probably going to submit. No one submitted. We got it. And I know that after we got that and they saw that price, I bet you there were some people saying I would have paid double that. Yeah. So anyways, wicked story, That's super awesome. happy, blown away. And, um, and yeah, we're going to put their house on the market. So like that, and that's two years of follow-up after this guy saw my book in the parking lot. Crazy. <laughs> You're going to have to make a new movie called the notebook too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The real Anyways, I'm so I'm so happy about that. I'm going to see the house tomorrow and then uh we're we're putting it on the market next week. But what a so you got like, it for seven ninety nine? They got it for eight, yeah. Wow. That's great. And yeah, and the place the place is incredible. 
But but as you said, it's also that that preemptive that they that they already didn't deal with one offer and you got they got yours. So as you said, other realtors, everyone else was thinking that it was probably just a ridiculous number and we don't want to guarantee that. And, Guaranteed. Yeah. I guarantee they thought it was probably nine. They saw big stuff that, on the other end and they said we don't want to play with big stuff. I know, <laughs> I know that some of the agents saw that final price and they were like, damn it. <laughs> Would have paid 850. Yeah. So crazy when you say eight hundred thousand. Like I, I think of four years ago, the thought of an eight hundred thousand dollar home was like, wow, that's uh, those people are that's a big one. It. Yeah, now it's like a townhouse. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now it's a townhouse. I know, man. Uh, anyways, that's my story. Thanks for listening. That's great. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's some pers- that's some persistent follow up as well. Hey man, you know, it's, uh, it, it felt right. It felt right. Yeah. And it wasn't like I was, I was just, I was just given value. You know, that's, that's true value of working with an agent who actually gives a shit and wants to help. Cause that's all I did. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just going to shoot, keep showing these people the numbers. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to know what their house is worth and you keep in touch and it works. You don't, and you get nowhere. <laughs> that's it. Tip and for you're realtors, you're left, follow up. The, the, and the, and the wind bidding, is in the follow up. You're left bidding on Cardell homes. For uh, for eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be fun to watch those. Uh, you know, it's like a Zoom call, and we can just tune in and watch the live bidding. If oh man, like, oh, so has it? So has it closed? But have they closed the the auction on those? I think so. So I'm curious as to what the if they released what the final sale price was or not. Oh. If that's public. I guess that wouldn't. Would I guess that wouldn't be public record, right? Because it's not. It says bidding. Bidding closes this Friday at noon, so in an hour and a half, the winner will be contacted by the end of the day. Mm, brutal. I just love the verbiage. Yeah. So I mean, I, mean, they're, they're, I guess, but there won't be any new. There won't be any information on that, will there? Right. Unless they volunteer. No, there yeah. won't be information on that until it closes and until it's logged with the registry. I had clients we won't this see week. that till whatever. I had clients this week. We were working on a refinance for them to put a deposit on a new build that was listed at seven eighty. And uh, a month went by, and they just uh, emailed me back this week and said uh, the units we were looking at have all sold. The next cheapest units now are going for one to one point one. So we're no longer buying. I was like, oh, all right, <laughs> back to the drawing board. Um, pretty insane. I don't know how. Uh, you know, from, from the, they release five homes and the next five homes go up 250 grand. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I saw that I did, uh, I was involved with something this week. We lost, uh, we did a pre-inspection. It had foundation issues and, uh, the home wasn't actually finished because it was a separation. And, uh, I was like, man, you know, whoever's looking at this house is going to have concerns. And then I told my clients, I said, you know what though? I'm like, someone might pay a hundred thousand more. That's exactly what happened. 11 offers sold for a hundred thousand over still needed it, in my guess about 60 to 75,000 in work plus a new, and that included a new septic tank. And what's crazy is it's still a great time to buy. It's still a great time yeah. to buy. Yeah. <laughs> There's more listings coming out every day now. Finally, more yeah. and more and more. Yeah, yeah. We might have to bring, uh, we might have to bring uh, Mr. Morris back on, get the stats. I'd like to see, uh, we I'd need like him. to see where we, where we lie since I think he was last on in January. So end of January. I think it was first week of Feb. He was on last time. So yeah, we definitely need him back. Kevin, if you're watching, we love you. We'll have you on uh, maybe next week. Oh, speaking of next week is, are we, are we, uh, does it, does it start next week? Sneaky, sneaky. Is the, is the change? <laughs> are we in effect? 
The plan, the plan is to start next week. Yes. Plan is to start next week. And so everybody needs to know that. Go ahead, Greg. Uh, you, you, you tell them this time. Okay. So for those of you that might not have been here last week or didn't know, we are changing the same format, basically, but the name of the show is changing so that people can find us more uh, effectively. Uh, the name is changing to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. Uh, I guess that's as, as basic and as easy <laughs> way to find us as you can. That's Tor-up. all your facts Tor-up. right there. <laughs> Tor-up. Tor-up. <laughs> Tor-up. Yeah, so funny. That's the name of our new crew. (laughs) Funny story. We had a we had a marketing company uh, try to like basically we put in a request to have them design a logo, and my specific request was that they ensure that on the cover uh, it clearly explains. I explained that we're changing the name. We want it to be very transparent. We want people to be scrolling on Spotify and be able to see. Oh, a real estate podcast. So they came back to us uh, with uh, a cover, uh, a logo, an avatar. That was essentially our three faces looking off in the distance with just the letters T-O-R-E-P on it, TOREP, for the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast. <laughs> it will go down as one of the worst designed logos of all time. <laughs> we, we got to share it, though, once the podcast is up. Oh, yeah. yeah well, we, we should go through Well, Next week, when we do our first live show, as, or when we do our first show as the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, we'll, uh, we'll make sure to include it. So shows will still air on Fridays. We're going to release them Friday mornings at 10. So now, instead of waiting, you know, we obviously we kind of go live on Facebook now and then later in the day we release the audio version we're going to basically uh, release everything at 10 o'clock so 10 a.m friday you'll be able to consume all the real estate content you can and uh you know we just uh, again appreciate everyone's support and yeah i mean we, we love doing this so we uh, we hope that the new uh, the new branding and the new look will uh will just uh make it even better a little bit better same content different look steven yeah. muted Hashtag toe wrap. I think we should put that in everything. That should be the hashtag for the show. Yeah, totally. I think it has it's to be there. Well, it's a part of us now. Yeah. yeah. To rep or not to rep? That is the question. <laughs> also, just a quick note on the side that as someone trying to enter the housing market in Ottawa, the fact that it is now turning into the show Storage Wars is terrifying to me. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get the hat with the yup on it and just start. Like, I don't know. I'm yeah, going right. to find like a, exactly. a 2002 Toyota Corolla in the garage of the car of the, the house that I bought. Yeah. <laughs> well, or, or you might be looking at storage lockers. <laughs> yeah. Also possible. It would probably, they probably have better climate control than where I'm currently at. So yeah. I'll I, I did see, I did see there was a, uh, on CBC, this hour has 22 minutes. They had a great skit on the Toronto real estate market and yeah. what to buy. I don't know if anyone saw but it was uh, it was pretty hilarious showing different properties that sold and one of them being literally like a sliver of a house between sandwich between two that went for 1.2 but then they broadened it of just this is a beautiful uh, a beautiful modern bachelor apartment it was just a it was just a, a shipping container uh, with a bed and a, and, a, and a toilet in the middle <laughs> and they're like this is now on the market for 1.4 million come move to Toronto where we have lots of shops and everything's just foreclosed and like all for lease signs down the street and it was a pretty uh i'll have to find it for next for next week but yeah it was it was pretty good yeah but all right so getting to mood boost yeah let's do the mood Mood boost boost. we got uh we got three today and uh apparent so funny story i've had two people this week say that they love the mood boost 
but they also equally enjoy your guys' rating of the mood boost. So we might have to yeah. <laughs> uh, we have to make it official, a thumbs up or thumb down uh, rating out of three as you've been doing. So number one, number one, what do Alexander the Great and Winnie the Pooh have in common? Same middle name. Wow. It's actually, it's amazing. <laughs> Number two. Wow. <laughs> Why do owls always get invited to parties? Because they're such a hoot. Oh. <laughs> wow. A lot of delay there. Big delay. And last but not least, mood boost number three. What is the coolest letter in the alphabet? Okay. Got a B, because it's surrounded by A C. Oh. <laughs> I was saying I was thinking K like Kool-Aid. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like the last one though. That's really that's really good. Yeah. Well done. Well done. I I'd say one. The, I'd say one for three. I'd I think we need like three. the Fisher the uh, the. Um, uh, What's, what's the game show that wah, 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 wah. No, you need <laughs> oh, like yeah. uh, <laughs> making we'll, a band or uh, what's the uh, X Factor? You know, just yeah. uh, have like the, <laughs> have our like three our three uh, our three boxes here. Yeah. David's was the Price is Right. Price is Right. Yes, yes. Like so what we'll do when, when we sit when we start yeah. when we start toe rep, we'll get each of us little cue cards. One has a check mark and one has an X on it, and we'll just hold mm. them up to the screen when we uh, when the mood boost comes up. <laughs> I like, I like that it. format. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. As always, we will have this up uh, on your favorite podcast platform at some point today. And keep your eye out. We've been doing sort of short breakouts as well. Uh, they seem to be getting kind of a lot of traction from people that aren't able to tune in live to the show. So we kind of take an excerpt from the from the show itself, usually six to ten minutes, um, and kind of highlight what the conversation was about. So, you know, if you weren't able to tune into the whole show, be sure to check out the breakout uh, and also uh, the full episode. On, uh, on your favorite podcast platform. You can just search the Friday wrap-up. And starting next week, Toe Wrap, the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, will be uh, live and direct. So uh, have a great weekend. And any uh, any closing remarks, gentlemen? No, just just that. Have a great weekend. It's, uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to be as nice as the last couple of days, but um, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Enjoy the weather. Get outside. Get active. Good luck. In, good right. luck out there home buying. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the Friday Wrap-Up, brought to you by Blue Panda Realty, ReferralMortgages.com, and Stephen Hopkins Video. No Flash.